Welcome to the She's Marked Podcast. I'm Hannah, a singer, writer, speaker, podcaster, and certified biblical counselor. I'm honored to be your host along this journey to stronger faith, holiness, emotional restoration and healing, and deliverance for the millennial woman. Join me as we press toward unpacking the heavy luggage of our hearts in pursuit of a life that is distinct, set apart, and built on the practical foundation of God's truth. She is walking in power. She's walking in freedom. Without a doubt, all will know that she's marked. Ladies, welcome to the She's Marked podcast. I am your host, Hannah Forbes-Smith, and it is my joy to be here with you walking through this life's journey. It is officially the end of 2022, and I just can't believe how fast this year has gone by. I'm just going to be real with you, ladies. This year was difficult. It was unpleasant. It was trying on every level, and it was very, very sobering. It was a year filled with a lot of grief, a lot of heartache, a lot of stress. And I am so very grateful to the Lord to, one, simply be alive, and two, for Him carrying me and my family through. I don't know what this year has been like for you all, but for those of you who I'm personally connected to, I know that you have had your fair share of troubles this year. And my prayer is that as we come to the end of it, we get to a place where we are truly dependent on the Lord. We're grateful to Him for every moment. And we simply focus on taking it one day at a time. My prayers are with you. And I just thank you, even in regard to being here with me for this podcast. I thank you so much for being a part of this audience, for tuning in, and for walking alongside me. A couple of things I want to share before we get into our topic today is if you have not already left a review and this podcast has been a blessing to you in any way, please help me in leaving a review and subscribing. And I have a little something special that I want to share with you. For anyone who shares this podcast on their social media, whether it's on your page or your stories, be sure to tag me. If you look in the show notes, you'll be able to see my Instagram and my Facebook handles. If you share this in your stories or if you share any episode in your stories or your page and you tag me, I have a special little thank you that I want to email to you, a little digital thank you. So be sure to do that and let's help get the word out there, especially as we're preparing to enter into 2023. I know from time to time I get the question of, Hannah, how can I support you? How can we support you? How can we partner with you? The very best thing that I think would be beneficial right now is to help spread the word about the podcast. So please, please, please leave a review if you haven't already. Subscribe if you haven't already to the mailing list. And if you so choose, share an episode, one of your favorite episodes, share it to your Facebook stories or your page or your Instagram stories or your page. And I will see that. It's important that you tag me so that I can see it. And I will be sure to send a little thank you your way that I hope can be encouraging to you for the new year. So with that, we are going to go ahead and get into this topic. Well, actually, I take that back. One other thing that I wanted to share with you ladies is the Mark store. If you're looking for gifts, if you're into gift giving and you're looking for faith-filled gifts that you can give to the women that you love or the children that you love, check out www.markedstore.com. 
and Marked is M-R-K-D. So markedstore.com and get your shop on, okay? Thank you all so much for the support. Let's go ahead and get into this topic. Today's episode is Jesus peace. And no, not the Jesus pieces that people would wear around their neck, but I'm talking about peace. P-E-A-C-E. And that is the one thing that I believe we all desire and crave in our lives. Of course, we have our goals, we have aspirations, we have our desires, things that we love, we like, things that we're inclined to. But I believe that at the root of all of those things is peace. Perhaps we may believe that we'll have peace when we have a certain amount of dollars in our bank. We may believe that we'll have peace if we have a certain amount of letters after our name. We may believe that our peace will come through health, that our peace will come through loving friendships and relationships. We may believe that our peace will come when we can consume the type of food that we want to consume or when we have our desired political preferences in place and those those preferences are winning and leading. We are all looking for peace. We're looking for peace in our society and our community. We're looking for peace and safety. Uh, We're looking for peace in our government and in that leadership. We're looking for peace in our marriages and our romantic relationships. We're looking for peace. That is, I believe, the true cry of each of our hearts. And so for that reason, I'm going to be touching on this topic briefly today about the one true source of peace. Now, there are things I believe that can momentarily bring us rest. They can bring us happiness. They can bring us comfort. They can bring us ease. They can bring us moments of stillness and silence, which can feel peaceful. But I want to dig deeper. I want to stir your mind to think deeper on this topic of peace and what peace means. And so one thing that I can certainly say is that peace is not the result of our outward circumstances. What I mean by that is For example, if we are basing peace on or if we are determining what peace is based on what is happening around us, then our peace can easily come and it can easily go. Peace will then be something that fluctuates. But when I talk about Jesus peace and even when I stop to think about Jesus peace, That is something that is constant. It's unchanging. It's unwavering, just as the topic of love. Love is something that is constant. It's not wavering. At least it shouldn't be. And we know that godly love is definitely not wavering at all. It's not based upon performance or anything like that. But going back to peace, the peace that comes from above does not fluctuate or waver based on what is happening around us. So You disconnect from a relationship. Suddenly, that peace that you once had or believed or perceived to have once had because of that relationship being in place is now gone. Or, heaven forbid, a tragedy happens. Now there is no peace. There's a change in government. Now there is no peace. Um, If that's the case, we would have really no true hope for having peace. And and therefore, that would make life really cumbersome and, and difficult which for some people, life is very cumbersome and difficult. But when we think about the peace that comes from Christ and Christ alone, it transcends 
our circumstances. It transcends what is happening. It's something that is deeply rooted, even if we are uprooted. It's peace that is standing. It's peace that is lasting because it's not based on outward circumstances and it can only be given divinely. It's peace deep within our souls. I think of that old hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. I want to quickly read some of those lyrics to you. It says, when peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. It is well with my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. I'm going to quickly go to verse two. Though Satan should buffet, though trials should come, let this blessed assurance control that Christ has regarded my helpless estate and has shed his own blood for my soul. Verse three, last one. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh, my soul. The definition of peace is freedom from disturbance, tranquility, a state or period in which there is no war or war has ended. In English, the word peace conjures up a passive picture, one showing an absence of civil disturbance or hostilities or a personality free from internal and external strife. The Bible or the biblical concept of peace is larger than that and rests heavily on the Hebrew root SLM. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Probably the root of shalom or salom, which means to be complete or to be sound. The verb conveys both a dynamic and a static meaning to be complete or whole or to live well. The noun had many nuances, but can be grouped into four categories. Salome as wholeness of life or body, health. Salome as right relationship or harmony between two parties or people, often established by a covenant. You read about the um, covenant of peace in the, in the Bible. And when related to Yahweh, the covenant was renewed or maintained with a peace offering. There's also Salome as prosperity, success or fulfillment and as victory over one's enemies or absence of war. So when we talk about Jesus' peace, we are not just talking about the absence of disturbance or hostility. We are looking at this biblical definition of peace, this salom, which has several different meanings and it goes far deeper. Harmony between us and God. When we have that covenant relationship, when we have responded to the call of the Lord, when we have responded rightfully to salvation and we've accepted a relationship, we've said yes to a relationship with the Lord. We've acknowledged that we are guilty as sinners. And because of that guilt, the, the wage for that sin, the wage of that guilt is separation from the Lord. The absence of his presence, the absence of his provision, his protection, the absence of unity and relationship with him when that is now reestablished, we are reconciled to God through Jesus Christ. We then have peace that cannot be shaken or broken. And as a result of that, as a result of that reconciliation, we are made whole. We are made complete. We are able to live well. You think about that verse, I will give you life and life more abundantly. I came to give you life. This is Jesus saying, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. 
So we, we understand that that harmony can never happen until we have a right relationship with the living God. And so we have that Jesus peace. You know, many, many people are looking for peace. And so aside from looking for it through those avenues that I mentioned earlier, the relationships, the success, the finances, the, the therapy, the knowledge, looking to the experts, looking to the self-help gurus, their ability to help you will always have a cap. There will always be a ceiling and a general overarching five-step or three-step program or how many ever steps there are cannot begin to unearth the sum of countless nuances that each individual human experiences in life. So while they're able to touch on and, and maybe provide relief in one regard, there are several other layers partially touched or totally untouched because they too are humans that are navigating life. And there's no way that they can fully ever step into your shoes and see all the nuances that make up your story, all the intricacies that make up you. Even if you share and share and share with them, there's only but so much that you can share. And even in sharing, we all know communication has multiple layers. So there's that the act of sharing, but then that has to be interpreted. So even as I'm sharing with you right now, each of you are interpreting what I'm saying in a totally different way. It's being received in a completely different way. It's resonating with you on different levels based on your walk, based on the things that you have lived through, the things that you become accustomed to, the things that you're conditioned to, your beliefs, your values, your culture. There are so many different nuances that even the best of therapies, the best of coaching cannot, it just simply can't help with. It may be useful in some regards, but not useful in total regard. And so I want to talk about this piece of knowing Christ and being known by him. That transcends all of your nuances Perhaps you're someone who is struggling because you just feel so unseen. You feel so unheard. You feel so misunderstood. Maybe you struggle with vulnerability in your relationships, in your friendships, in your professional uh, circles. You struggle with vulnerability because, one, you may not know how to express yourself. Maybe what you want to share, what you want someone to relate to you about is just so deep. You, Even if you manage to get it into words somehow, you just simply can't satisfactorily express what is at the bottom, the deep crevices of your heart. And that in and of itself builds frustration and perhaps it creates further isolation. I want to speak comfort to you today that your life story needs no recapping or retelling. You never have to fill out a getting to know you intake form. Jesus was there. He was there when you went through that thing that you went through. He was there when certain words were said to you that shaped or altered your viewpoint of yourself. He was there during that betrayal. He was there during that backstab. He was there during that rejection. And he knew exactly how it made you feel. He knew exactly what your expectations were. 
He knew exactly where your expectations were failed to be met. He was there that night that you were alone in your room crying. He knew that night when you had to take a bathroom break from that public engagement that you were at to go in that stall and cry or punch the air. He was there when you were overlooked. He was there when you were cheated on. He was there when you were lied on or lied to. He was there when they forgot about you. He was there when they made fun of you. He was there when that person hurt you, when that person violated you. He was there. You don't have to relive your story by telling him about it just to bring him up to speed so that he has a better idea. He was there. In fact, he was there before you were there and he thought about you. He knew your days, all of them. Let's take it to the word. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. And this was the Lord speaking to Jeremiah. But that didn't just apply to Jeremiah. Jeremiah wasn't the only one that the Lord formed and knew him before he formed him. My sister, he knew you before he formed you. Psalm 139 verse 13 says, for you formed my inward parts. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book were written every one of them. He was there. He knows you. And he knows the things about you that you don't even know. When we go through so much in this life, sometimes our heart becomes compacted. Sometimes we may think, okay, I struggle with rejection. I struggle um, I struggle with anxiety. I struggle with self-pity. I struggle with anger. And you may think, okay, these are my biggest struggles. And there may be things underlying, deeply woven into the crevices of your spirit that you don't even realize are factors. So imagine a mighty, all-knowing, powerful, loving God who is concerned about your total well-being. Imagine you coming to him and you not having to say a word. And he not only sees and knows, but he is the answer to fix it. He is the answer to fix it in a way that you couldn't even fathom with just one touch, with just one word. You can be made whole and you can receive peace from Yeshua, the Messiah. The word tells us that he is the prince of peace. Oh, how we need peace in our lives. That's what we truly need. We need his love. We need his truth. We need his peace. We need cleansing. We need deliverance and to be set free. So as we prepare to close out, I encourage you to ponder over this Prince of Peace, to ponder over this peace that is given from above, that transcends all human understanding and that looks and pierces into the depths of your soul to heal you, to mend you, and to give you a type of peace that cannot be shaken through one, rightful reconciliation to him, two, harmony of relationship with him, and three, the promise of the blessed hope that is to come in him. There's one other thing I want to talk about in attaining this Jesus peace 
In Isaiah 48, verse 18, it says, If only you had paid attention to my commands, your peace would have been like a river and your well-being like the waves of the sea. Well-being and peace. I talked in episode 017 briefly about the peace that comes, the, the blessing of being taught of the Lord. And that blessing of being taught of the Lord was abundant peace. Throughout scripture, we see the Lord giving us this invitation to peace. And so that peace comes, as I mentioned already, you probably would not be inclined to follow the commands of the Lord if you don't have a relationship with him. So the number one thing is being reconciled to the Lord Jesus if you're not already. But then when you're reconciled with him, following his commands, listening to what he has to say about every aspect of your life, about how you take care of yourself, about how you live holy, about how you serve him, about how you relate to others. When we follow his commands, our peace multiplies. It flows like the waves of the sea. And we know the waves of the sea are powerful. They wash over you. If you've ever gone to the beach and you sit down right at the shoreline, that wave comes right up and it washes over you. It doesn't go around you. It washes over you. So I encourage you to go back to the commands of the Lord. Go back to his classroom and let him teach you. What is he telling you to do concerning that situation? What is he saying? Turn off the voice of everything else. Turn off the desire of your flesh. What is he telling you to do? How is he telling you to love that person despite them being unlovable? How is he telling you to wait on him? How is he trying to develop your character? You see, the Lord doesn't place these stringent rules on us to oppress us, to limit us, to hinder us. When our eyes truly begin to be opened by spending time with him, we start to see that his commands are really a shield. They're really a shelter. The word says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. So when we abide and when we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, Psalm 91, we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. We abide in a perpetual state of peace. The enemy may shoot his arrows, but there is something that he cannot take from us. And, might I add, while the Lord covers and shields and nurtures us, he also strengthens us. He prepares us for war. Psalm 144 verse 1 says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. He does not send us to the front lines to war with the enemy and be just totally trampled down and overtaken. As we follow and obey his commands, it is strengthening our spirits to such a place of authority and power, and we're able to fight. We're able to overcome. We become developed and polished and well-rounded in the realm of the spirit. And of course, in this life, we have the abundant blessings and peace of God, the prosperity that comes from above. To the point that people will look at you and say, how are you sustaining? I'll never forget in 2019, after I had my miscarriage of my third baby, I, I thought, I don't know, I, I was going to say I thought I was falling apart. 
I felt like at certain points I was falling apart. And one of my dear friends at the time, she came to bring me some dinner and she said, I just, I just admire how strong you are. She said, in the midst of this, she said, you, there's just something about you. You have such peace. And she said, you seem to just be not okay, but you seem like there's just something that seems so anchored. And at that point, that was early on in our friendship. We really had more of a, a professional relationship at the time. So she didn't know me very in-depthly. And she shared that with me. And that opened the door for me being able to share my faith with her. But again, as I looked at myself, I didn't think I had it together. I know the tears that I cried. I know how crushing that was to my soul at that time. But there was a light that was shining brighter than I could have ever saw in my darkness at that time. And that is just the glow of the Lord. That is Jesus' peace. It doesn't mean that we don't feel the pain, but he is sustaining us even when we cannot feel it. I want to close today with a story that some of you may know or remember from your childhood. I remember in my grandmother and my mom's house, I saw many of these little wall placards, these wall plaques all over the house, and it was footprints in the sand. Let me read that for you in closing to remind you of this peace that we have even when we can't see. The Lord Jesus is our bridge over troubled waters. So this poem is called Footprints. One night, a man had a dream. He dreamed he was walking along the beach with the Lord. Across the sky flashed scenes from his life. For each scene, he noticed two sets of footprints in the sand, one belonging to him and the other to the Lord. When the last scene of his life flashed before him, he looked back at the footprints in the sand. He noticed that many times along the path of his life, there was only one set of footprints. He also noticed that it happened at the very lowest and saddest times in his life. This really bothered him and he questioned the Lord about it. Lord, you said that once I decided to follow you, you'd walk with me all the way. But I've noticed that during the most troublesome times in my life, there's only one set of footprints. I don't understand why, when I needed you most, you would leave me. The Lord replied, My son, my precious child, I love you and I would never leave you. During your times of trial and suffering, when you see only one set of footprints, it was then that I carried you. The author is unknown, but let that sit in your soul. When you have Jesus' peace and you've decided to follow him, he will carry you. Ladies, until next time. That's it for today, but the journey continues. Visit SheSmart.com for more episodes, to make a donation, or to check out the Mark Life blog. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, tell a friend, and consider leaving a review. Remember, the word tells us that many are called, but few are chosen. As you go through this week, remember to walk as children of light.